Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Sown. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. A little warmer today and maybe even a possibility of rain showers sometime later this afternoon. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in. Fabulous farm aid, Pam Youngke. Happy to guide you along as we investigate what's happening with Wisconsin agriculture. So for today, a lot more clouds than what we enjoyed yesterday. 77 are expected high. Overnight lows down to 68. We've got about a 30% chance of picking up more moisture sometime in the next 24 hours time better chance on thursday 50 percent chance of thunderstorms 81 are expected high friday another possibility of showers in the forecast 80 the expected high on saturday showers possible 78 the expected high and then we begin a drying out period talking more about that with stumacher ag meteorologist as a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during National Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious milk and dairy products for our nation and world, and is grateful to all the hardworking dairy farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM farm. One of the busy offices in Wisconsin government has become the Wisconsin Economic Development Council involved in so many things to help uh, agriculture, rural Wisconsin. And uh, a new voice with us on the Midwest Farm Report is familiar to us here in uh, western and central Wisconsin, Stephanie Hoff from the Thorpe area. Stephanie, welcome aboard. And uh, you found out that they've added a new wrinkle to the Economic Development Council. What's that all about? Hey, Bob. Thanks for the intro. Happy to join you from the southern end of the world's longest barn. And yes, I sat down with the Office of Rural Prosperity's new director, Marcy West. We got some ice cream at Utter Brothers Creamery in Boscobel. She's been on the job since April. And Bob, the office's goal is really to keep Wisconsin's rural communities vibrant in everything from agriculture to the businesses on Main Street. I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but my parents originally had a farm, and then after nine kids, had to get off the farm. But um, after that, well, for the past 24 years, I've lived in Lafarge, Wisconsin, in the Kickapoo Valley, so north of here, and, um, you know, population 721, and so we've been with the, um, in the rural area for 24 years, raised our kids. Um, I worked for the Kickapoo Valley Reserve, and um, this position started about seven weeks ago, so brand new. Yeah, I was going to say, you're brand new. What made you want to take this position? The 
Rural Voices for Prosperity report came across my desk in December, and I thought that was really interesting that they made had such a combination of people come together on a um, a real good look at. Uh, rural Wisconsin. And so it was a diverse mix of people and they came up with really good recommendations. Um, and in my experience with the Kickapoo Valley Reserve, the, the local communities, the rural communities, you know, really did need an advocate in Madison so that their um, their issues are heard, the programs are heard. Uh, I really got to know the government programs that could assist, like the Community Development Block Grants, um, the the tax incremental financing and the Main Street programs, and so when this came out, it was I um, I was looking for a change, and it just fit really well. So I I'm really excited to be working on it. Can you tell me what the Office of Rural Prosperity does, and why is it within the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation? That's an excellent question. Um, it's in. Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation because WEDC really does have flexibility in their programs. So the um, the cost sharing, whether it's a grant or a loan, can tar- be targeted to the places that need it the most. And um, so WEDC makes sense as far as, as the grants and programs go. Um, what we do is try to implement try to match make, try to find the best fit for depending on what a community or a business needs, whether it's um, business plan writing or uh, startup funding or even a mentorship, um, those kind of things. You can just match it to the right program. You know, state government can be really overwhelming. <laughs> state programs can be really overwhelming. So it, it's we're trying to cut through the chase and, and get to what the rural needs, and, um, and hopefully we're able to do that with our team. Can you talk about how the success of our rural communities impacts the state as a whole? What I saw last year, it was a huge awareness that urban needs rural, rural needs urban. You know, we had so many situations with the food chain, so to speak, or, you know, when restaurants shut down or um, whether it be the processing plants or whatever. So rural benefits from urban, you know, in a variety of ways, and obviously urban benefits and depends on rural in a lot of ways. Here at the Utter Brothers Creamery, the tourism, oh my gosh, isn't that an awesome combination of a family like this getting together and coming up with a business idea that benefits anybody visiting, but it also benefits their long-term success. Yeah, and I see that map out there. Where are you from? They're from all over. The U.S. are coming over. I noticed that, too. It is awesome. They're from all over. And, I mean, what a great story that these guys both went off and did something else and then came back to their little, to the town of Boscobel and um, and are obviously community leaders. And now they employ and, you know, develop a, a following so it's really great and their online store i don't know if you checked out their online store but you can you know get some good stuff from a little shop in Baskabell. so you mentioned earlier some of pandemic related challenges in rural communities and this was anything from supply chain issues um, to infection breakouts in food processing or, or broadband uh, beyond that though what are some of those big challenges that you see uh, that rural communities are facing right now 
Well, broadband is still a significant issue, and you know it's getting a lot of attention. And I think technology is going to catch up, but we still have to get the rural areas connected to a point um, that. What we saw as people being able to work from anywhere, if they choose to work in rural, we want to make sure that they they have the infrastructure they need to do that. So working with the Public Service Commission, there was a pilot project within WEDC. Um, There's a Starlink support uh, up in the Eau Claire area that, that uses a different technology. Just continuing to look at what the best fit is and getting it to that end user in rural Wisconsin. So that's still a challenge. Um, child care, uh, you know, quality child care for those folks who had no choice but to go back to work um, are, is still a big challenge, and especially in rural Wisconsin where you may not have the network that you need or the numbers that you need for either employment or a building to do so. So, um, yeah, I, I think those are big challenges. Um, and, again, the Main Street storefronts, you know, we saw a number of people that were directly impacted and couldn't continue. So trying to get those back with something, new ideas, you know, of, of some sort of a, a business or um, program project that folks can do no matter where they are. I guess what are some of your big goals as director for, at the Office for Rural Prosperity? Uh, hopefully a message of optimism that things are getting better and um, that we're we're trying uh, trying to help those communities and those businesses or individuals um, that give us a call um, you know as word gets out that we have this office uh, the the contacts continue and the overlap with everything from UW extension to like I said public service commission or Department of Natural Resources that we can kind of make things a little easier for folks that um, that have an idea and want to implement, and um, we can take those steps to make sure that they can get there to what they want to do. Yeah. Is it your ask that agribusinesses come to you, or and what what should they be looking out for from the office? Uh, grants, programs, and how do they contact you guys? Well, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corp is the their website is the first step for contact. Um, otherwise, we have regional representation throughout the states. Um, we have a network of economic development groups throughout the state that are becoming more and more aware that the office exists. Um, agribusinesses can surely contact me directly, um, and then, like I said, we try and fit them. We don't have our own pot of gold to hand out, but but we are well aware of where um, support is, whether it be the technical assistance, grants, or loans. And um, so work, working through those kind of partnerships, um, hopefully we can help a wide variety of pe- people throughout the state. Is there anything I'm not asking you that you wanted to add or talk about that I, I just didn't get to? No, just to highlight that these are the kind of inspiring stories that I just love in rural Wisconsin. You know, like I said, that these these families are have a dairy farm um, and they figured out an idea um, to supplement and, and make things work and become a mainstay in their community. That's just awesome. Thanks, Marcy, for having a seat with me today. Marcy West is the director at the Office of Rural Prosperity at the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
I pull up to the house, I'm like, ugh, we can't have that ugly house, you know. We really needed to replace the siding. We ended up going with Prairie Exteriors. Their pricing was really reasonable. I drive up to my house now, I'm like, oh my gosh, my house looks so nice now. It looks so amazing. I was so impressed. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com looks phenomenal. We've all taken new appreciation for our backyards, and if you want to continue to work on them, McFarland's is there to help. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street or online McFarland's.net. If you're looking at lawn care, look no further than the experts at McFarland's. Whether it's fertilizer, bug treatment, or bird seed, greenhouse kits or seed, they're ready to help. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, online at McFarland's.net or 643-3321. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now that's a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No. You're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy, and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great-looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, it's time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Wednesday. And it's also time for us to catch up with our man, Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, who's got all the details. Again, another very, very comfortable morning out there today. I am wondering, though, if we're going to start to really feel a transition as far as the weather. Maybe what, as soon as this afternoon, Stu? I think so. I mean, there's this warm front, Pam, that's just trying to build up into southern Wisconsin. It'll push a bit further north, and what it's going to do is open up the gate, let that warm, more humid, summery time weather in, and meet a little rain. I mean, you look at the weather radar, northern parts of Illinois and into far east-central Iowa with just a few scattered showers this morning. It was a lot more stormy late last night in western and central Iowa. The system has weakened considerably, like we expect it to do, I guess. But as that warm front pushes up into the southern part of the state, I expect today there'll be more clouds and some rain chance, especially in the south, but nonetheless, Almost any of us could see a scattered shower. I wouldn't expect much, you know, trace amounts of rain, maybe a tenth of an inch for that fortunate. But that warm front continues to march north. It lets that more mild, moist air in. And then we'll see a cold front drop southeast out of Canada. That cold front still way north of the international border. But it drops right on in here tomorrow. And that's when I expect that next round of rain develops. Showers and thunderstorms. There may be a little hail with some of these storms. Just what we don't even want to talk about right now. But that chance of rain building in Thursday lingers around Thursday night on into the day Friday. Even Friday night as well. And in that time frame... From tomorrow through Friday night, 
adding it all up, I'd say we could be talking one to two inches of rain. That's in the course of about 48 hours. So it does appear we're going to see some moisture out of this one. All of this moisture building up with the warm fronts really going to help to fuel the activity. So some measurable rains once again. That's good news for Thursday right through the day Friday. It stays very mild, too, upper 70s and low 80s. That's more like normal for this time of the year, so it means some pretty good growing conditions once that rain does arrive around here. And I do anticipate then heading into the weekend that there may be some hit or miss or very scattered activity, but we hold on to some pretty comfortable temperatures in the mid and upper 70s Saturday and Sunday. Not hard to tolerate and most likely back to the 80s right into next week. I'll be back with more of the details right after this. Farming is tough enough as you know. Your 2021 Planted Acres report doesn't have to be. With TopCon's data management platform, TAP, you can submit your Planted Acres report right from your computer and you don't have to have any TopCon gear in your tractors. Signing up is free. And TopCon's TAP can handle your planting data electronically from any of the major planting solutions available. Learn more at CropReporting.com. It's that easy. Alrighty, Stu, let's have some more of those weather details, especially that rainfall. Is it going to get, are we going to see severe weather, tornadoes, anything like that we've got to worry about? I tell you, what I'm seeing is maybe some wind gusts and a possibility of hail with this one. That should be about the extent, like we don't want any more anyway. But our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does include that little sprinkly shower, especially in southern Wisconsin today, and otherwise partly sunny skies. Mid to upper 70s, warmest at La Crosse and Mauston. South winds will be around 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy overnight, not much else happening. Mid and upper 60s for lows, south winds about 5 Five to 15 could be a little sprinkly shower lacrosse and mauston before daybreak and otherwise into thursday a mostly cloudy day and that chance of a morning shower a little more likelihood to see showers and even thunderstorms as we head toward later morning and into the afternoon temps tomorrow in the low 80s with those south winds at 5 to 15 that chance for a shower or storm lasting into Thursday night and still into Friday as well. Partly sunny, scattered showers, few thunderstorms, could be some localized heavy rains. Keep an eye out, of course, around 80 or in the low 80s in the west, especially south winds 5 to 10 become west by late in the day Friday. And like I've said, Pam, that 24 hours from about this time tomorrow into uh, late Friday, early Saturday could be some one and two inch rainfall amounts to report. Wow. That, that uh, you know, it's fine if it comes down over a period of time. It's not so good if it comes down, like, just in one swoosh, you know? Well, that's it. You know, Thursday, maybe a half inch, and then Thursday night could be a half, three quarters of an inch. So it's not going to be two inches right now, but in 48 hours, it could add up. So if I've got second crop hay that's laying on the ground, probably want to get after that today, huh? <laughs> Today's the day if you can, yes. <laughs> All right, Stu. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right. See you then. All right. Stu Muck, he's our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure 
Com. Hey, I want to remind you also, don't forget we've got our Wisconsin Needs Farmers Phase 2 campaign underway. That, of course, gives you an opportunity to wear your pride for Wisconsin farmers every day with our Wisconsin Needs Farmers t-shirts. Now, you can take a look at them if you get our daily e-newsletter. That's at the bottom of every day's e-newsletter. You can also go to gemplers.com and tap in WI Farm in the search, and you'll see those uh, tees that are available for $15, and they go from extra small up to 4XL, so hopefully we've got uh, most of you folks covered. And again, remember, it's uh, kind of phase two of our Wisconsin Needs Farmers support campaign, gemplers.com, search WI Farm. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's been called the best in Wisconsin, meticulously maintained at 70% humidity. It's the walk-in humidor at the Tasting Room Lounge, a showcase of the finest tasting hand-rolled cigars in the area. The Tasting Room Lounge, a systematically ventilated refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio, find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge, West Broadway, Monona. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a strong-armed robbery investigation. On Wednesday, May 19th, officers were dispatched to the area of Muirfield Road and Tempe Drive for the report of a strong-armed robbery. The 16-year-old victim was walking to their grandmother's house when a red Ford Fusion began following them. Two suspects exited the vehicle and attempted to forcefully take the victim's cell phone and money. A third suspect remained in the vehicle. One suspect is described as a white male, approximately 5'5", wearing a gray jumpsuit and white shoes. The second suspect is a black male, approximately 5'10", with short dreads, wearing a black shirt, jeans, and a face mask. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Did you suffer a loss from the recent wind or hailstorm only to be let down by your current insurance company? When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009, Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. do. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system the battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home, receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Since 1995, the Global Positioning System, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, has been operational for civilian use. Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. So, Zach... Speaking of fantastic, how about that uh, recruiting class for the Wisconsin Badgers uh, coming in here? They are uh, a flurry of action yesterday for Paul Christ and Wisconsin for that 2022 class. I don't even know where to begin, Zach Heilprin. Uh Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I please take it away. Like, do we go Saturday? Yeah, no, like Saturday's action, the weekend action? Yeah, I was just going to say it's been uh, obviously yesterday was big. They got three commits in a matter of hours. They also added one on Saturday. Um, they now have five for the class. Uh, but, yeah, Saturday was Barrett Nelson. He's an offensive lineman from Fall River. He actually, his brother is Jack Nelson, who uh, ended up being a five-star recruit for Wisconsin and is slated to start at right guard this year, the redshirt freshman. So more family connections for the Badgers. Um, he's a three-star recruit. Then they added, uh, as, I, as I said before, they added three guys yesterday. Uh, this kid, J.T. Seagrees, he's a tight end from Monroe, athletic as hell. He's six six. 220 says he can run a 4540. I don't I don't know if that's ever been put to the test, but I believe he it. did he did he did run uh he did win the Badger South Conference 100 meter title this year mm. at 66. Mm. So, uh he's got a little speed. He uh qualified for the state track tournament uh or the uh yeah, state meets in the high jump in 2019. So, he's athletic. They love him as a kind of potential uh receiving tight end, a little bit down the field kind of threat. Um probably not as good of a blocker as he probably needs to be at this point certainly um also really really good basketball player um plays much aau ball they got this other kid um cade yakamel okay i need to i need to specifically ask you about this guy because i'm reading your awesome work at madcitysportson.com and it's like followed up by athlete cade yeah. yakamel i watched this dude's tape this guy was like throwing down dunks jumping up like seven foot high um you know like uh stuff in the gym yeah. like what so what do you mean by follow up by 
athlete, Katie Agamelli. Yeah, it means they're going to um, use him in a bunch of different ways, I think is, is what it is. I mean, he, he does have, uh, you know, some crazy athletic ability, as you saw. And anybody who lifts themselves at six feet in high school, they're definitely not six feet, Correct. right? Like, they're, they're 5'10 or 5'11. And so what you saw on that video uh, is just even more impressive, especially dunking. But, you know, the, the, um, the jumps, just uh, the straight jumps, what are the, what are the box jumps, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, he, he's an insane athlete, um, kind of out of nowhere as well. Like, J.T.C. Greaves and him, neither one of them ha- were known very well. Uh, Yacomelli, most of his offers were from the Ivy League, so he's obviously got some smarts to him, but uh, neither of them were known very well. But they tore it up at Wisconsin's camps earlier this month and, uh, and got offers. And then, awesome. and, they added, and then they added one more guy last night, and uh, Yakuri lied. He's a cornerback out in New Jersey, and – um, oh, another guy, that, New, New Jersey pipeline, Zach. Hell yeah. Yeah. Another guy that, uh, is an athlete played both ways. Really looked really good. The ball in his hands too. So maybe they could, uh, use him at, on uh, that. end. he, he lists himself as an athlete as well. <laughs> so, uh, it, it looks like they've certainly added some, some athleticism, I guess, to this class that only had one commit before the last two days. And that was, uh, the quarterback, Miles Frank, or excuse me, Miles Burkett out of Franklin. Awesome. So Zach Hopper, our sports director, joining us right now. I just saw athlete Kate Iacomelli, and then mm. I watched the guy's tape. And I was like, man, this dude is this dude's doing it all. He is an athlete. Hey, so let me ask you another guy that you know, big time athlete. We know his dad, Donald Driver. Christian Driver was going to have a visit uh, this Friday, if I do believe, mm. to Wisconsin, and now he said he's not. Do you? I mean, what's going on there? Do you know anything? Yeah. So I I asked around a little bit, and um, because I'm not like locked into the, it as well as some other guys are. And, uh, don't, you're just being bashful. I get, I get it, Zach. You're in, you're in the, but, you're on the polls. But, uh, my understanding is like, he never had an official visit set up. Look, you only get a certain number of official visits each class. Well, there's a, it's a set limit. I don't know exactly the number on it, but there's a set limit in each class that you can give. And right now, when you look at Christian driver, he was at Penn state last week. Everyone thinks he's going to Penn state. So uh, my understanding is that Wisconsin wanted him to come on an unofficial visit. And apparently he didn't, wasn't a fan of that, and that's why he is not coming this weekend. Um, so that, that is my understanding of it. Uh, but, again, I don't – I'm not – I've, I ne- I've not talked to the kid, but that's my understanding. Zach, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these blocks of cheese I have. I was going to, like, Christian Driver was coming. I was telling Ben this. I was going to roll out the red carpet. I was have wheels and blocks of cheese, clicking mm-hmm. the ticket commercials, playing of his dad, you know, highlights yeah. of Dancing with the Stars. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we've got our best chance of rain today, tomorrow, and Friday. If we don't see measurable rain out of that system, I'm afraid we're going to turn hot and dry for uh, the rest of this week into next week. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Countryside Landmark Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So, the 23rd day of June, on this day, back in 1950, there was a Northwest Airlines flight that disappeared over Lake Michigan. It was going from New York to Seattle with a stopover in Minneapolis. Had 58 passengers and crew that were lost over the lake. 
and it really didn't leave much as far as clues, just a little debris. It was considered the largest loss of human life in a commercial aviation accident up till that point on this day, 1950, over Lake Michigan. On this day in 2016, the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union. We know that best now as Brexit, and I'm still not sure that people realize what the final consequences or benefits of Brexit really are. Do you? Well, now you know. It is Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friend Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Group. Remember, they are the auctioneers you want to hook up with if you're thinking about doing business or looking for business online. Steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or if you want to call them here in Wisconsin, 920 area code 442-5677. Ashley, let's start with the wrap-up of that auction that was focused on Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin last week. How did it end up turning up? We we were talking about how everybody waits till the last minute on these online auctions to get their bids in. Yeah, you know, the auctions are open for bidding for seven days, but um, you, you only have about 30% bid-on rate halfway through, and and everybody jumps on at the end. So it turned out well. The prices were very strong, especially on the construction side. Things are selling well, just like the farm equipment. Uh, in the end, everybody's happy. And we sold to six different states on that auction. Oh, man, excellent. And like we said, that's part of the appeal when you work with the Steffes Group is you're not limited to just uh, neighbors around your particular vicinity. You've got literally the world that could be looking at your items. Now, you were also telling me, Ashley, that you've got uh, another Wisconsin auction coming up. Tell me about that. Yeah, we do. We've got the John Newman Farm Retirement Sale that's going to be June 29th. Uh, he's got a very nice line of John Deere equipment, along with uh, payloaders, skid loaders. Uh, he's got a lot of cattle equipment on that auction as well, a couple high-end manure spreaders. It's definitely worth your time to check it out. Now, that's going to be online, uh, and so just people realize, at least it's in Wisconsin, if you want to drive over and take a look at things, you've got that as an option. But tell me again about where the bill is and what I can see online, Ashley. Well, all of our auctions uh, on our homepage are listed by date, so all you got to do is scroll down, and this one, again, June 29th uh, in Hammond, Wisconsin. Just click on it. Once you're in the auction, you can see all the pictures, uh, everything you would need to know. You can set up an appointment to go look at it if you like to, and, uh, of course, if you got any questions, just give us a call. I, I mentioned earlier that if people are in the mind frame of thinking about maybe a fall auction or a partial auction, something like that, you said now is really the time to get going on that planning because you guys have a process that you work through, and it takes a little time to make sure that you're clicking on all levels promoting these sales. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the best tool we have is our website to to promote your sales. So the longer it can be on the website, the better. Uh, we're booking auctions for late summer right now, even after harvest. If you're thinking of selling, we know that's going to be a good time, and there's going to be some money that needs to be spent here at the end of the year. Well, and like you said, everybody's interest in used equipment still remains very, very high. Tell me about the process. I gave them that number, 920-442-5677. Do your staff do they actually show up? Is this still, despite the strong online presence, Ashley, it's still a face-to-face business, isn't it? 
It really is. Our, our business is done at the kitchen table, just as it always has been for the last 60 years. And, and we come out, we visit you on your farm, we look at the equipment, we talk about the different options. And, and even though it's all farm equipment, every advertising campaign is tailored to your auction because we know where the buyers are possibly going to be from, different areas uh, buy different pieces of equipment across the country, so we want to market it in the right spot for you. Excellent. Ashley Hewen along with us from the Steffes Group. Again, uh, definitely ready to work with you if you're looking at an auction or if you're thinking about maybe investing in some of that uh, used equipment. You need the details. They've got it all on their website. SteffesGroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. The Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association and Dairy Business Association are applauding the Wisconsin State Assembly's unanimous passage of three bills designed to protect consumers from misleading labels on imitation dairy and meat products. Now they're hoping that the Wisconsin State Senate will do it as well. Assembly Bill 73 and Senate Bill 81, along with Assembly Bill 74 and Senate Bill 83, would prohibit the labeling of food as milk or as dairy products or ingredients if the food's not made from the milk of a cow or other hooved mammals. So that's getting some traction down at the state capitol. We'll keep you posted on progress. Making little progress in the markets this morning, July corn overnights up about four. December corn is up two and a half right now at 541 and a half. July soybeans are up nearly nine. November new crop beans are up four and three quarters currently at 1307. July wheat is up eight right now. 659 a bushel. Barrel cheese on Tuesday dropped a penny down to 147. 40 pound block cheese was up a quarter at 147 and a half. Double A butter that dropped three and three quarter cents to 174 and three quarters per pound. Fluid milk for July right now is up 12 at 1660 a hundredweight. August milk currently two cents stronger at 1685 a hundredweight. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Jeff Dunn from Dunn's Import in Middleton. Let's talk about the 100,000-mile syndrome. All cars get it. Many systems last 100,000 miles, and then they need replacing. Timing belts, water pumps, valve cover gaskets, spark plugs, etc. This is a two to $4,000 time frame in most cars' lives. Sometimes it starts at 90, sometimes it starts at 120, but it always happens. If you're buying used, keep this in mind when it comes to price and value. Call Dunn's Import in Middleton for a buyer's inspection first. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. 
It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roast, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. Exciting news. Hi, I'm Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. We have spent many hours combing through our prices, and we are proud to announce that The Healthy Place now has the lowest prices you'll find in the nation on all of your favorite products. In fact, I'm so sure you can't find a lower price, I'll give you a $50 gift card if you do. Just shoot me an email, tim at findyourhealthyplace.com, and share the product you found. Our mission is to help you find your healthy place, and we never want cost to be a barrier in your health journey. The Healthy Place is committed to providing high-quality supplements and vitamins at the most competitive prices in the nation. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup, or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County, free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It is time again for Checkoff Chats. That is our regular conversation on behalf of Wisconsin beef producers talking about where their checkoff dollars are being spent. And of course, our friends at the Wisconsin Beef Council can tell you all about that. You can find details about them and what's going on lately with beeftips.com or you can also find them, Wisconsin Beef Council, on the social media streams. You can imagine summertime is a busy time for a lot of our beef producers and, of course, all of those folks that are out there grilling and enjoying the product. It's also a busy time for our guest today, being joined by Alex Vernon. Alex is with the Wisconsin Restaurant Association. He is the ProStart Coordinator. We're going to talk more about what ProStart is in just a moment. First of all, Alex, I want to take a little bit of a step back and look back at 2020. Now, for folks that are not familiar uh, the Wisconsin Beef Council, our beef producers, have been in partnership with ProStart and that program for quite a little while. Tell people what ProStart is and what did ProStart look like in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, Pam, for having me on today. And th- uh, hello to the entire audience listening in today. Um, obviously, with, with uh, the pandemic, it was a challenging year for everybody. Um, you know, for our ProStart program, since we are in Wisconsin high schools, um, there's a lot of changes and pivots that needed to be made. Um, so really, you know, what ProCert is all about, in case uh, viewers don't know what ProCert is, uh, we are our state's, pretty much our state's premier high school culinary arts and hospitality management education and training program. So we've been in the state, um, I think, 21, uh, 21 years or so, and we've gone from two schools to now about 110 high schools in Wisconsin, uh, and we service about 6,300 students each year through our schools. So um, as uh, as you can imagine, the past year has been difficult. Um, obviously, we've uh, needed to adjust, and culinary arts is best taught, <laughs> obviously, hands-on and in the classroom, in the labs, getting, their, getting students exposed to ingredients like beef and having them handle it and cut it and everything. Um, so we've really had to adjust, and... Um, you know, I'm excited to talk about some of our pivots and some ways that we've partnered with the Beef Council to continue to promote beef and continue to promote 
uh, culinary arts in the classroom. Uh, what's their general reaction, Alex, when you start uh, bringing them those opportunities, courtesy of our beef checkoff dollars? What kinds of things do you see develop when they get a chance to work with a lot of different types of beef cuts? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. Uh, I would say that the best part about, um, you know, my job and, and teachers' jobs is just seeing that light bulb um, really light up when students are able to actually see, like, what a, a you know, how, how knife cuts work and, you know, how to break down a, a roast and how to get the tenderloin out and everything. It's really cool to see that because oftentimes what happens is these students don't, they either aren't exposed at home or they don't know where it all comes from. They, sometimes they don't even know, like, where it, where it comes from at the farm. So to see the light bulb go off is really kind of cool. And I will just say, I mean, I was actually a pro-start student um, in, in my day in high school. Um, I went to Green Bay Preble High School, and I joined the pro-start program, or I'm sorry, joined pro-start class, took the classes, learned about, you know, foods and culinary arts and where it comes from. And, I mean, I was just blown away by all the different essential nutrients that beef has. Um, and, and I honestly, just kind of the benefits that we, we all need um, that we get from our beef. So mm-hmm. I think what it does is it really means, obviously, we have agriculture classes, which are awesome and extremely important, too. But as far as the culinary world, it's really important to teach students where it comes from and where it starts and where it ends and the in-between. So, um, I, I uh, yeah, Pam, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement of you that it's, it's – um, it's really cool to see when we can connect those dots and make the light bulb go off a little bit uh, because that's when usually they, they, their passion really ignites and then they go on to either owning their, you know, obviously studying culinary arts at a post-secondary or into a job right away at a restaurant. Um, and that's when we see the most passion. So. Well, and you make a really good point, too, Alex. Alex Vernon, along with us, he's a ProStar coordinator through the Wisconsin Restaurant Association. This isn't just about... Uh, our beef producers providing the product, providing the beef cuts that the students are learning from. It is that story. They they learn more than just here's a piece of meat, correct? Because of the partnership with our Wisconsin Beef Council. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, one way that um, we've you know, and the, and the Beef Council has partnered with us um, is to really provide and incorporate that beef into the classroom in a number of ways. So the first way. Um, the Beef Council grant program that we have built with the Wisconsin Beef Council that um, teachers can apply and get um, up to $100 to spend on beef products in the classroom to actually provide that funding needed to purchase beef products and to teach students how to utilize beef and how to cut it and how to incorporate it into dishes. Um, and then, the, you know, the second, and which is really important, uh, by the way, you know, obviously with funding and, and everything else, we really need to pump in the funding, especially towards beef. Um, and then this year in particular, I know we're, we're talking about some of the pivots, but um, typically what happens is at our in-person culinary uh, competition, we give out a Best Beef Entree Award. So we try to promote beef at our culinary competitions, and we do a Best Beef Entree where students are making, um, you know, all sorts of different dishes focusing around beef. And so we, we like to award the Best Beef Entree, uh, which is usually a, you know, it's always a, a top-notch, you know, restaurant-ready dish that it just blows your mind to see what students come up with this year obviously with covid we um did everything virtually so i just wanted to mention a couple of things pam um that you know we did with the beef council and ways to really incorporate the story of beef um first being our virtual competition series so 
Like I said, we typically do an in-person culinary competition this year with the pandemic. We had to switch it to virtual. So we partnered with the Beef Council to do a chops challenge. And there was a secret ingredient that we were giving out to schools, which was beef. Um, so it was a beef chop challenge. And what it was, it was students need to create a beef recipe and then take a photo of the finished uh, product, so cook your recipe, and then submit that to us. And then we gave out a first, second, and third place award to um, really the, the most creative and original and, um, you know, most presentable dishes. So first place, we had carne asada, asada tacos. Second place, cheeseburger stuffed meatballs. Third place, homemade grape jelly meatballs. And really, I mean, it was it was fascinating to see all different responses and creative ways that they incorporated beef into their recipes. Um, so that was a really creative way to still incorporate that promotion of beef into our programming, even in a virtual sense. And then the second incorporation I just want to mention is that we did do also a virtual learning series, which was a way to continue to do field trips, but in a virtual sense, because as everybody probably would guess, uh, there was no field trips done this past school year. So we really needed to provide a virtual field trip option. So the Beef Council, um, the Wisconsin Beef Council, partnered with us, and we um, had two sessions promoted within the school year. So we had a, a, um, a tour of the Henning Cattle Farm, and students were able to get a behind-the-scenes tour of how a cattle farm works and really going from the cow and showing what the tour, you know, what the farm looks like and where it all begins, which was really, really important to see that start point. And then Angie from the Wisconsin Beef Council also did a holiday roast demo um, in December around Christmas time to show students about how to make roasts at home. They see it on TV. They see it on the movies. How do you make it at home? What are the different types of cuts? What should you be using? What are some different recipes? So Angie did a really awesome 101 demo um, video for us that we were able to push out to students. So really a lot of different ways for us to incorporate beef into the classroom. Wow. Well done. I was waiting for a fewer things, but it sounds like what you were able to pull together, Alex, really resonated with those students involved with the ProStar program. Yeah, absolutely. We were from January to May with our virtual competition series. We were able to um, get 400 students to engage with us um, and compete at our virtual competitions. And then we had over 3,000 views on our virtual learning series, uh, which, again, were all made possible by the support of the, of the Wisconsin Beef Council. And we're really thankful for those efforts. So we're, we're excited to get back to in-person events this <laughs> right. next school year, obviously. But we're, we are going to continue to offer virtual videos and competitions for uh, schools across the state to utilize if they can't come to our in-person offerings. What a great story. Alex Vernon, he is the ProStart coordinator through the Wisconsin Restaurant Association, keeping young culinary minds engaged with the benefits of beef. That is our checkoff chat for this morning, brought to you courtesy of Your Beef Checkoff Dollars. Find more at beef.